Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Monica Packer from About Progress, and this is How Do You, a monthly series where we hear from real women sharing how they are working on their progress with their identity, habits, and fulfillment. Have you ever witnessed someone blossom before your very eyes? Well, today's guest is that person for me. Nishi Patel was in my progress program my coaching program. That's what that was for a while. And then my Strive High membership. And I'll never forget when she mentioned that one of the ways she wanted to get back in tune with herself was to paint again. And we began to see some of her beautiful paintings that she was creating. And then we actually heard that she was also getting into poetry and she shared a few with us and I was blown away. And now I'm just so excited about this. She is releasing a full book on poetry, and she's also taking off on Instagram, which is so fun to watch. This book is really special. It's called The Inheritance of Grief, and it's about Nishi's own path through grief after losing her father. And honestly, I think it is at the level of any of those viral Instagram poems that you see go around. Nishi is that of a good, of a poet. So I was 
so thrilled when she said yes, when I asked her to come and do one of these special episodes we do for our How Do You series. And today is How Do You Become a Poet? If you've ever been interested in poetry and you're curious about what that looks like to just write for yourself, that is what today is for you. Nishi's going to share how she got back into poetry, any advice she has for beginning poets, and some resources to help you along the way. At the end, I'll share where you can get Nishi's book and where you can follow her on Instagram. Nishi, I'm so glad that you'd be willing to do this because I've been selfishly really curious about this amazing pursuit, hobby, passion, work that you've been doing and it's poetry. So let's just start though with an introduction. Tell us a little bit about you, anything you want us to know. Yes. Um, hi, Monica. Thank you for, for having me. Um, I am a wife and a, a mom of two. I have two girls and uh, they're 15 and 10. Um, and we live here in Fort Worth, Texas. We've been here for a while. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm just doing all the things at home. And there's never a just with that. That's for sure. Right. So let's talk about poetry though, because you are an amazing poet and I I want to know more about the background. Like if you did that growing up or how you got into it, um, or if it was more of a recent, uh, lifetime, like kind of pursuit you fell into. So give us a little background on poetry in general for you and, and how you even got into it in the first place. Um, yeah, so, um, actually, language arts has been my weakest subject growing up. So poetry is a very recent and new thing for me. Um, I struggled with reading and just anything with like verbal language. Um, But I did love writing. And that's more of a um, introvert type personality writing, you know, so I love writing and journaling. And I remember that um, when I got my first journal as a kid, like, I don't know, I had to beg for books. I had to beg for, <laughs> you know, a journal from my parents. And when I finally got one, I remember the first thing I wrote because I didn't know what to write. I just liked the feeling of writing, having a pen to my hand and have, writing on a piece of paper. I wrote a poem, actually. I wrote a um, Roses Are Red poem. I don't remember exactly what it was. And I don't even have it anymore. That's so cute. But that's what I did. And then after that, I still didn't know what to write. So I would just write down my mom's recipes. Anything I could write down, I would just write. And then when I got older, I learned how to journal. And so then I'd start to journal like my feelings and just, you know, things that happened that day. Um, So I've always been like a journaler, Um, but it wasn't until recently, like, um, so about in 2015, my dad passed away. And then after that, I wrote so much. It's like, I, I have like books and books and books of journal that I would just keep writing. And, um, you know, that just kind of helped me through everything. Um, and cause this is just, you know, it's a, it's such a personal thing to go through. And so that was my way out. And then like one day I was just looking through, um, scrolling through Instagram and I came across like some poems and I read it and I was like, ah, oh, I get that. And I related to like the, the poem and like, they kept showing up on my feed that I, you know, it was just raw poetry. 
um, in like Ruby core style poetry, right? It's like raw and like you read it and you get it and you connect with it immediately. And so I was just reading all these poems. I'm like, a spark just went off and I'm like, I have so much content. I can turn what I wrote into poetry. And so like all these lights were flashing off, like, okay, one, I can get my work out there because if people are reading what I'm seeing on Instagram and people are relating to it, I feel like if I was alone in my grief and I was writing, maybe someone else could connect to it too, you know? And so it's like, why not? And it really started off with like, I'm going to do this. It was like a do something for me. I'm just going to do this. And so that's when I decided like, okay, I have the content and I'm just going to, I'm going to turn it into poetry. This thrills me to no end. I, I love hearing the backstory. It's so different for each person, like how they get into something. But I like that this was like a trickle in your life. And I mean, what a way to process grief. I love that you'd be willing to go there though with yourself. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that was both cathartic and really hard to do that. Um, but, you know, on a lighter note, having the why not kind of do something attitude, you know, I'm going to really love. So yeah, really. There's a lot of people who love poetry or they are going through something like you described. Maybe it's not exactly grief. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's fear. Like just like what's going on in their families or their world. And somehow they're ready to express that and through words and through poetry, but they still don't consider themselves a poet and are afraid of this. So I'm going to ask you the main question for that kind of person in mind who has that draw, who has that interest and still feels so new. They don't know exactly where to begin. So how do you become a poet? Yeah. Um, it can be very intimidating at first, especially like if you were like me who were, uh, went to school thinking poetry had to be a certain way, had to be written a certain way, very traditional, had certain structure, right? But it's not like that, um, really. For me, I, that kind of like pushed me away from poetry until I saw like modern poetry does not have to be that way. Hmm. Um, so to start, um, let go of anything that you think ha- what poetry needs to look like. It does hmm. not need to look like a certain thing. It doesn't need to be a certain length it doesn't have to have certain amount of rhymes or lines or stanza you know those no iambic pentameter (laughs) exactly and so all that can just like really you know be like just get in the way and so the first thing I would say for anybody who wants to to be a poet is to write you have to be a writer you have to put something on paper to be a poet and so just write it could be journaling Um, and you can journal about anything, like just write one word and just go from there. It could be about an emotion. It could be about a dream you had, something you did that day. Because I know um, sometimes you have writer's blocking. Like I want to write, but I don't know what to write. Um, So if someone's stuck in writing, there's a lot of things you could do. You could, um, like if you're a mom and your kids are playing, just sit and observe them. Just write what you see. Because usually things trickle in after you start, you know, get the flow and get the juices going. And so I would just start right there. It's just write. Um, so that would be the first thing I would do. Um, 
I don't know, like if you have struggle about how, like to be a poet, I know you think about like, oh, okay, well then I have to have certain imagery and stuff like that. So like, I would just say, describe when you write, if you can just describe as much as you can. Um, that would be the other thing is, is, is start with imagery. Don't worry about mm -hmm. rhyme or anything like that. It's like, what do you see? Hmm. What do you hear? Um, you know, and what do you taste? Like when you walk into a room, you can taste stale air, you know, like things like that. Just kind of like place yourself in there. Um, so that would be the first thing I would do um, is, is just write anything that you can. The second thing is to read. Mm -hmm. um, yeah read other poetry and other genres um you know it kind of puts you out of your like place in your own world and you read, see what's out there explore with different styles and you kind of find what you like i love to go to barnes and noble and i'll just you know if i have a few hours i would just browse through poetry books and kind of pick up on authors and their writing styles and I learned as I went, went along. I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about like styles and all that stuff. I, I found what I liked, um, what was interesting. And then I would um, research the person, research that kind of style maybe, you know? So reading also helps improve your writing. Um, the second thing, or the third thing I would say is um, take breaks. That's really important. Don't think about writing. Don't think about poetry. Because when you're in the moment and you're ex experiencing that moment and then later you, when you reflect on it, that's when you find the time. Like, oh, I really, you know, things just come up. Like when you're in the shower or when you're driving and you're like reflecting on things, you start making sense of that experience that you were experiencing. And that's when you want to jot down. So keep like a note in your phone or a little journal in your purse, because when things pop up, you want to write down like just that one word that came to mind or that one sentence. Mm -hmm. And then um, share, I want to say like, you don't have to share your poems to out in the world, but if you have someone to read it, if you can, or join a poetry club or a community, it's, I found is very valuable because just you just learn off of each other um, and you get feedback of like what you wrote, what you've written, you know, uh, what you may not see. Uh, so sharing and you get feedback, you can get like crit critics to tell you, okay, I like this or this doesn't make sense. So that kind of helps like fine tune your poems. And then just, you know, take breaks, you know, when you take breaks and then go back and then you see your, your writing and you're trying to add, you add in. So if you have a journal, like you can just, um, and you have like random things, you can start putting those things together. And if you have like a common theme going down, then you just highlight those and then you put them together and then you can move mm. out of that. I adore hearing your process. What I love about each of those is they feel like I can do that. Like I can just write. I can just like write observationally what I'm seeing and try to use imagery more. I can just read. I can take a notebook with me or take breaks. The sharing part I'm curious about, did you find a specific online community? Did you just reach out to people on Instagram who are other poets? Like, did you join like a, a formal one or did you kind of create your own both like in real life or internet poets, I guess that you're meeting? 
Um, so I, I am in a um, poet community that I joined, um, but that's only after um, looking through Instagram, you know, just scrolling through Instagram. I, I follow people that I like their writing style. And then you start to, um, you see other poets, like a lot of poets also have groups. Okay. And, and that's how I found one that I liked. And so I joined a group. And um, I'm happy to share that group later too. Um, but yeah, I, I joined, it's really, really awesome. It's, they, they help you learn a lot about poetry, all different levels and skills. So it's not intimidating, um, but yeah, that's how I share. And then I also started sharing publicly through my site, which is really, um, it's scary, you know, to share your For work, sure. but I, yeah. Um, but you just, it's really nice because people like reach out to you and they're like, they like what you write or some people, you know, they say, Hey, that really resonates with me. So it's it's motivating. Ooh, I like that word. So if you were to go back in time and do something differently, what would that be? Um, I would say I would wish that I started doing this earlier. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, it's so much fun. Like the more, mm-hmm. like I started out not really knowing anything, but the more I started like writing and then researching and learning more as I go, it's fun and it's so doable. Like, I, I don't know what I was thinking that I couldn't do it, you know? So, yeah. Oh, that is, that is motivating right there. Um, so if you were to kind of think about, this is the biggest thing I take away from poetry or from being a poet, what would that be? So there's so many benefits to this, but I guess the biggest thing would be um, the connection that mm-hmm. allowed me to have with myself. Wow. Um, it's, it's giving language to whatever it is that I was experiencing. Um, that in turn helped me understand myself better and also explain myself better. Then the connection, I was able to connect with other people as well. So I would say that would be the biggest benefit. Wow. That is a beautiful answer. Nishi, you are about to publish a book of poetry. So would you tell us more about it? Like what's the name? When can people get it? I'm sure we could do a whole episode just on like how you got into uh, publishing this, but let's just start with what you want them to know about the book. Yeah, this is still so surreal for me that it's, it's happening. Um, so yes, I'm, uh, my book is called The Inheritance of Grief, and it is really close to being launched. It's not launched at, um, out yet, but I am hoping for the end of August, um, and it'll be available on Amazon. And what I love about this too is the self-publishing part to it. And again, like that's where I feel like we could do a whole episode. That's where people get stuck too, because they think it needs to be published only a certain way. And I love yeah. that you've given yourself both the path and the permission to do this in your own way. And I know if they want to know more about it, we should send them to your Instagram profile. So tell them where they should go for that. Yes. Um, I, uh, my Instagram account is Nishi 
underscore poetry and paints. And that's where I post some of my work and on my stories, I usually like on a daily basis, I try to post like my process and what I'm in, what I'm doing where I'm at. I appreciate the most, like I love your poetry and it is, it is undeniably beautiful and good poems, like good stuff. Um, But I also really enjoy the process of seeing the behind the scenes. And I think it's a gift that you're willing to share that with people and that you've been willing to share that with us today. And if, so we've, we talked about going to your Instagram profile. You said you would mention the poetry community. If, if you don't mind sharing what that is, I think there might be some people who'd be interested in that. Yes. Um, so it's called the, the poetry club by Shelby Lee. And if you um, Google it on Instagram or even on um, Google, you you should be able to pull her up. If not, I follow her as well on my Instagram account and you can find her there. Great. Okay. Well, we're going to link to that, but we'll also link to you. I am so excited to purchase this and I'm so grateful that you would be here and be part of this community. So thank you, Nishi. Thank you so much, Monica. It's It's been a great time. Another big thank you to Nishi for being so willing to share her heart with us. Now, we've had some updates since we recorded this. We recorded this pretty early on to my pregnancy journey, and then I had to take a month off because I was just so sick. That was actually one of the reasons why I took a month off. But she has changed her um, Instagram profile. You can find her there at buy.nishi.patel now. And she also wanted to update you on a resource she shared. She shared about the Poetry Club. It's now under a new name called The Writer's Poetry, and that's where you can also find it on Instagram. We'll make sure we link to all of those things. And her book is officially for sale starting next week. So go to Amazon, check out The Inheritance of Grief. You will not regret it. I want to make sure everybody I know is buying this book. And we hope to be honoring and celebrating you soon, Nishi, with these books in our hands. Thank you so much for listening, my friends. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.